Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi! Welcome into this week's edition of Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining us on this lovely Sunday morning. Uh, got a lot of matchups to get to. There is a lot of very, very favorable matchups throughout the football landscape today. I'm very excited. Um, It's kind of nice, you know. Obviously, things didn't go the way Chiefs fans wanted them to go on Thursday night with your star quarterback getting injured, having to leave the game, likely missing, you know, roughly three to five weeks of game action. Uh, I understand that. The Chiefs did pick up a big win, though, and that's huge for them because... I mean, basically, if Patrick Mahomes misses a month, you really just need them to be disappointed in the fact that out of the games that I'm supposed to go to this year, the Colts game, which I already attended, I got robbed of the Luck-Mahomes matchup that I thought I was going to get because Andrew Luck retired, and now I'm getting robbed of Mahomes and Rodgers because that's what I thought I was getting when I signed up for that game. Instead, I'm getting Aaron Rodgers and Matt Moore. That's what I'm upset about, to be completely honest with you. But obviously, this is going to drastically affect uh, some of your Chiefs players. And I and I know a lot of you Chiefs fans out there, you probably went Chiefs heavy in your fantasy football lineups because if you did that last year, well, then odds are you were a playoff team. You were a potential championship team if you had Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill or Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey or some combination of that. That has not been the case this year, and moving forward, it's not going to be the case. Like Outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I don't think any other Chief is going to be a weekly starter. They're, they are all matchup dependent moving forward, and I believe that you can just straight up drop Demarcus Robinson, and you can straight up drop McCole Hardman. I know McCole Hardman wound up with a touchdown in that game, but that was before Mahomes, Mahomes went down. Um uh, honestly, I'm probably dropping Sammy Watkins, too. Uh, I, he's hurt anyways, and he hasn't been productive since week one of the NFL season. So Sammy Watkins is just taking up space on your roster right now. Uh, you can't get any value for any of those guys. I, I guess LaShawn McCoy is the running back that you want. You know, he he's the one that got all the that did all the work on Thursday night. Uh, Damian Williams has been insanely ineffective in his role. So... I mean, I, I don't think you should drop McCoy or Williams because, you know, it's uh, they're still running backs in an offense where they could both potentially get work. And, you know, Damian Williams had a touchdown a couple of weeks ago. So I'm not dropping either one of them, but they're not guys that I want to start on a weekly basis anymore. They're, they're guys that, you know, depending on the matchup, like the Packers have been kind of a, a poor run defense throughout the season. So I'm not against starting LaShawn McCoy and that Sunday night matchup next week. But outside of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, I don't think there's a, another member of this offense that you can start. 
without Patrick Mahomes moving forward. Like unless Matt, unless Andy Reid, unless Andy Reid just makes Matt Moore uh, go to a completely new level, like just something we've never seen Matt Moore do before. Like he's a serviceable backup quarterback, but that's about it. If Matt Moore just goes to a whole new level with Andy Reid, then maybe I'm completely wrong about this, but we'll just have to wait and see. Let's spread the field. Spread the field. As I mentioned, we got a lot of juicy matchups today. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Cleveland Browns. Your week seven bye week, so don't start any of those players. <clears throat> Do start a lot of your Rams today, though. Rams at the Atlanta Falcons. Jared Goff had 78 passing yards last week. I was lucky enough to be playing him in a couple of different leagues. Um, but if he can't bounce back against the Atlanta Falcons and the Rams went all in with the Jalen Ramsey trade when their quarterback isn't better than Case Keenum. Quarterbacks are averaging 325 yards and over three touchdowns against Atlanta over the last five games. Cooper Cup, four straight 100-yard games prior to last week's disaster. But every member of the Rams' offense was brutal last week. So I think Cooper Cup's got a chance to go off today. Falcons are allowing the most yards and most touchdown receptions to opposing wide receivers. I like all the Rams wide receivers today, to be completely honest. I know Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks have largely been huge disappointments, but I think that you have to get them in your lineups today because I think this is a bounce-back game for that entire offense. I don't trust Gerald Everett. However, it looks like Todd Gurley is going to go, but Malcolm Brown's not supposed to play. At least we expect him not to play. So that means that Daryl Henderson will spell Todd Gurley today. Um I've got Daryl Henderson in a super deep dynasty league and we've got huge rosters. So I put Daryl Henderson in my, in my starting lineup today. Uh, it, it's kind of risky, but I like the upside of Daryl Henderson and, and uh, Daryl Henderson needs to be owned in every fantasy format right now, period. To be completely honest, standard, whatever's PPR, whatever he needs to be on your roster because Todd Gurley's banged up. And it seems like these issues with Todd Gurley are continue going to continue all year long. Yeah, Malcolm Brown's never been a guy who's stayed healthy. He's never been a workhorse running back. So obviously, I mean, he had one game where he took the, where he took the majority of the work and he got hurt. So Daryl Henderson's a guy who showed explosiveness last week. Uh, you know, he was a high-end draft pick. He's a guy that people think could be the starting running back for that team within the next couple of years as Todd Gurley continues to break down physically. Daryl Henderson needs to be on your roster right now because he's going to have some starting ups, legitimate starting upside in all fantasy formats here in the next couple of weeks, in my opinion. Matt Ryan leads the NFL in pass attempts. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is a Los Angeles Ram now, but I I mean, we don't really know how much Jalen Ramsey is going to be involved. Um, I can't imagine that he, that he's up to date on the entire Rams defensive playbook. Uh, But there is room for optimism. I suppose if you're a Rams fan that, they could just put him in and say, you know, just go shadow Julio Jones. Like, he doesn't really need to know the defensive formations if all he's going to do is follow Julio Jones around all day. Uh, that's typically not what Jalen Ramsey has done. Jalen Ramsey has basically been a one-side-of-the-field corner his entire career in Jacksonville. But Wade Phillips does do some of that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that just to get him on the field and just to get him active especially because he hasn't played in a while because of the supposed back injury that was keeping him out of action in Jacksonville. Um, But I still like Julio. Uh, I'm still going to play Julio Jones. 
I'm not going to bench Julio Jones at the risk that he might be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. Um, Calvin Ridley scored in four of the last six games. So I actually like Calvin Ridley a lot this week too, because even with Jalen Ramsey, like the the Rams pass defense hasn't been the issue. The Rams pass defense was all right prior to the Jalen Ramsey trade. And obviously you would expect him to make that better, but I still think this is going to be a shootout and the Rams haven't been as good on the road anyways. Uh, I don't like Muhammad Sanu. He is a bench for me this week. Uh, the, the Rams are actually very, very good against slot wide receivers, and that's where he runs a majority of his routes. Austin Hooper is the best tight end in fantasy football right now, so he should be locked into your lineup. Rams gave up 103 yards to George Kittle last week. Devontae Freeman quietly has been a lot more productive than people are giving him credit for. Rams run defense isn't great, so I actually like Devontae Freeman a lot this week. The Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Miami is the second worst against opposing passers. So I love Josh Allen this week. I've got him in multiple lineups. Uh, he has multiple passing touchdowns in five of his last six games. He also put up massive rushing numbers against the Dolphins last year. Frank Gore, to me, is a lock uh, against the worst run defense in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. I also like Devin Singletary, who's supposed to be back from injury. The first couple weeks of the season, he looked like he was going to take over that backfield. He is legitimately explosive. He looks like a bell cow type of running back. Uh, But Frank Gore's been pretty good, too. So I'd I'd expect them both to be involved today. Uh, But hopefully we see some explosive plays out of Singletary. I've got Singletary in a couple of daily lineups. I really like him today. He's going to be a popular play against the Miami Dolphins. Um, I also like John Brown. Uh, I don't really want any of the other inconsistent Bills wide receivers. John Brown's been the consistent guy. I think he's got an opportunity. And for the Miami Dolphins, the only good member of that secondary, Xavier Howard, is questionable today. He's a legit game-time decision, and there's uh, room to believe that he's just not going to play today. Uh, Buffalo's defense is incredible, so you can't start a single Dolphins player. Uh, But you do start the Bills' defense. Uh, While they've been a dominant NFL defense, they haven't been a great defense fantasy-wise. That's going to change this week. They've also got a very favorable schedule moving forward. So the Buffalo Bills, if that defense is available on your waiver wire right now, I would go pick them up and drop whatever defense you're rostering because they've got a very, very favorable schedule coming up, and you should just start any defense you can against the Miami Dolphins. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. I really love the stash Gardner Minshew today. Bengals are missing two starting cornerbacks this week. They're already one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, They're also missing two pass rushers. So four key members of their starting defense are not playing today for the Cincinnati Bengals. DJ Chark should be set up for a monster game. I love DJ Chark today. Uh, Last week was his was I, I don't even think you can call it a disappointing game. It was just his lowest scoring game of the week. Like he's inevitably going to have bad games. He's been incredible and he's set up. Very, very nice today, so I think DJ Chark needs to be in your lineup. Chris Conley, also a guy I actually want to take a chance on this week. He's very, very cheap. He's actually leading the Jags in snaps this season, and he's going to get an opportunity against their backup secondary. I think Chris Conley's actually a guy you could take a dart throw on. Uh, Leonard Fournette, obviously in your lineup. Bengals allowing the second most yards and most touchdowns to opposing running backs on a per-game basis. D.D. Westbrook. Been pretty brutal. I don't really want anything to do with him. He's also injured. Game time decision. Uh, Joe Mixon's been absolutely awful, uh, but he's been okay. He's been serviceable against bad defenses, and the Jacks' defense isn't exactly great this season. They're allowing 5.4 yards per carry on the season. 
Tyler Boyd's been down, but I, I, I think he's the only viable pass catcher. I don't like Auden Tate this week. He'll likely see a lot of A.J. Boye. So I think that Tyler Boyd's the only guy in this passing offense that, I, that I'm interested in playing. And I think that Joe Mixon's set up for a game where he should get a lot of opportunities today. I think Joe Mixon's actually a pretty clutch play. Need to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, the goal line legend makes his triumphant return. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. 610 Sports Radio. I'm wrong quite frequently on this show. A radio.com station. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I guess if you really want a weather update, I can give you a weather update because I forgot to do it in the last segment. Um, it is actually, there is there is some uh, some rain, a couple of games that we might need to worry about later on in the day. San Francisco, Washington, there's some rain expected in that game. Uh, but hopefully San Francisco is just going to run it all over Washington today. I'm starting Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida in a couple of different lineups uh, because I love, their, I love their matchup today against Washington, so I don't really care about that rain. And Baltimore and Seattle, possibility of rain. That could affect that game a little bit. That worries me a little bit. But also, I mean, you don't really want any parts of the Baltimore passing game today outside of Mark Andrews. Hollywood Brown likely out of this one. Uh, that does worry me a little bit for Tyler Lockett, but I think Russell Wilson will be just fine. It's really all you got to worry about on the weather front today. Um, nobody has your football needs covered quite like 610 Sports Radio. Each and every week, all week long, the way we cover football is unlike anything in the city. Therese Paler Show every Monday at 6 p.m. Arrowhead Pride Radio every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Jay Binkley's got your college football needs covered on Thursday nights. And Arrowhead Pride Tailgate before every Chiefs game. We just don't mess around. We just don't play games. We've got the 435 Podcast Network. Like, we're over here changing the game when it comes to your football needs. So make sure you're locked in to 610 Sports each and every day of the week. Please download the radio.com app as well. Goal line goat. The goal line legend Latavius Murray has finally returned to action. He's made a literal career out of stealing touchdowns away from players that are much better than he is. Uh but he's been completely absent in the Saints offense this season. I mean, Alvin Kamara is a very, very special player, so he shouldn't be taking any time away from Alvin Kamara anyways. But Alvin Kamara did play through injury last week. He had an ankle injury, tried to play through it, wound up coming out of that game with a knee injury. So now he's got a bad ankle and a bad knee. So the Saints really need to save Alvin Kamara. Um, it, it's a little worrisome with Alvin Kamara because – his first couple years in the season in, in the NFL, it was him and Mark Ingram splitting carries. And Alvin Kamara is not the biggest guy in the world, but he's incredible at breaking tackles. He's got some of the best balance I've ever seen. Uh, but this is the first season he's genuinely getting a, a full bell cow workload, and we're starting to see some injuries pile up. That's a little bit concerning for Alvin Kamara. So, I, I mean, I would like to see Latavius Murray get involved more as they try to get Alvin Kamara healthy, so maybe this is a good thing for them. He definitely needs the rest. They definitely need him to get better. Uh, their defense has been absolutely fantastic, but until Drew Brees gets back, they absolutely need Alvin Kamara on the field, so they need to get him healthy. But Latavius Murray set up for a very good game today. Um, I, I it's, a, it's a tough matchup, but I still think that Latavius Murray, based on what they want to do, 
Uh, you know, the Saints just want to play defense. They want to move the ball, slow down the field, have long, sustained drives. I think he's just going to have a bunch of opportunity, and I think he finds his way into the end zone. Loud wrong. I was really on the Miami Dolphins last week. I don't know why anybody ever puts faith in the Miami Dolphins, but I really thought Preston Williams was primed and ready for a breakout game against an awful Washington secondary. It never actually came. Uh, He wound up ending the game with two catches for 31 yards. I desperately want Preston Williams to become a star, but I don't believe it's ever going to happen. Devontae Parker got a touchdown from Ryan Fitzpatrick, who uh, wound up entering the game for Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen's been absolutely struggling. And nothing ever happened for Preston Williams. Preston Williams remains on your waiver wire. Um, He is a guy that if he's available in your dynasty leagues, I would pick him up. I do like Preston Williams as a prospect moving forward. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, the the Miami Dolphins are absolutely terrible. All birds. Taking some chances this week in my daily fantasy lineups. Uh, But as I mentioned, there's a ton, a ton of, of good plays this week. There's a ton of good value across the board. And so I'm setting multiple lineups, but I think this was my favorite one that I landed on. Jared Goff coming off of one of his worst performance, one of the worst performances I've generally ever seen from an NFL caliber quarterback, to be completely honest, only throwing for 78 yards is absolutely brutal. But now he's on the road in a dome in Atlanta, facing the Falcons. They are one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, one of the absolute worst pass defenses in the NFL. They're getting torched by everybody right now. If Jared Goff can't get it right this week, then something's seriously wrong with Jared Goff. I like him a lot. Tevin Coleman, as I already mentioned, 49ers set up for a very, very nice matchup against a very, very poor Washington defense. I think Tevin Coleman's going to go off. I love Matt Breida as well, but Tevin Coleman's the one that's getting all the carries inside the 10-yard line. He's getting all the red zone work, so he's got the touchdown upside. Matt Breida, it's super frustrating for Matt Breida owners because the only way he has touchdown upside is if he breaks off a 70-yard touchdown. Like, he gets zero carries inside the five-yard line. That is all Tevin Coleman right now. Leonard Fournette going to be one of the most popular plays of the day, but I think he's going to be worth the money. Obviously, we're going to see some positive regression. He's only got one touchdown on the season. That has to change because he's getting like 95% of his team's running work. Love T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's also going to be a very popular play today. He traditionally just absolutely torches the Texans. Uh, They are expected to have Jonathan Joseph back. Ronald Darby's still going to be out a couple of weeks. That secondary's banged up, and they weren't very good when they were healthy. So I still really like T.Y. Hilton this week. And my guy, DJ Chark, I already told you, he was incredible the first several weeks of the season. Had a down game last week, but he's still... You know, one of the five best wide receivers in fantasy football so far this season. Like, uh, again, I expect the touchdowns to slow down, but he's been so good with Gardner Minshew. I still think that he's in a prime spot today to absolutely explode. I love DJ Chark. Brandon Cooks, I really just wanted somebody with Jared Goff, and I think that Brandon Cooks, who's been absolutely terrible this season, has an opportunity to beat this secondary deep. I think Brandon Cooks gets a long touchdown today. I'm calling it right now. Evan Ingram, you got to get him in your lineup against the Arizona Cardinals. They are the worst defense in the NFL against opposing tight ends. Uh, The only tight end they kind of held in check was Tyler Eifert, and that's because Tyler Eifert's just not very good. Evan Ingram, much, much better than Tyler Eifert. I also like Devin Singletary a lot. He's cheap. Um, Frank Gore is going to get, I think, most of the work, but I think that he's explosive, and I think the matchup's good enough. Devin Singletary can break off a long one. 
I like him a lot today. And I'm spending low on the Colts' defense against the Texans. I know Deshaun Watson's not going to turn the football over a lot, but this is a divisional matchup. These defenses know each other a little bit better. Um, I've got some faith in the Colts' defense as they are starting to get healthy again. Get to a uh, couple more matchups. The Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Vikings might be missing their left tackle in this game, which would be huge uh, for Dalvin Cook owners as well as Kirk Cousins. Um, Lions pass rush hasn't been anything special, but they are still talented up front. They could still uh, they could still give Kirk Cousins some problems. Uh, Dalvin Cook's averaging six yards per carry against the Lions on his career. Dalvin Cook, obviously, in your lineup. And Cousins, you know, he's been awesome the last couple of weeks. Uh, he, he's been resurrected, and the Lions' defense is actually pretty good, but they're, uh, they're middle-of-the-pack pass defense. Uh, I think Cousins is going to have an opportunity to get it going again today. I love Adam Thielen, who's got a great matchup when he runs out of the slot. Uh, Lions haven't given up a wide receiver touchdown to an outside wide receiver this season. I thought that was a pretty impressive stat. But all of their touchdowns have come through the slot, so I like Adam Thielen a lot today. I don't like Stephon Diggs, who had a huge game last week. Uh, he's going to see a lot of Darius Slay. Slay's only giving up 40 yards per game to opposing wide receivers on the season. He's an absolute elite corner. I don't love Stephon Diggs, but I do like Adam Thielen a lot. And uh, as always, don't ever start Kyle Rudolph because he's terrible. Carryon Johnson only has one good game this season, and it was against the Chiefs. He's only got one game with more than 50 rushing yards other than his matchup against the Chiefs. Uh, he's just been brutal, and the Vikings are one of the best run defenses in the NFL, only giving up 3.8 yards per carry on the year. Stafford hasn't done anything in the passing game the last two weeks, and he struggled against the Vikings over the last couple of years. Xavier Rhodes has turned things around after a rough start to the season. Only Lions receiver I'm playing is Kenny Galladay, but he's ever had more than 61 receiving yards against the Vikings. I do kind of like TJ Hawkinson. The uh, Vikings have allowed the fifth most yards to tight ends this season. The Oakland Raiders at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is allowing almost five yards per carry, and they've surrendered the most rushing touchdowns in the league. I actually really like Josh Jacobs today, and I like Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller's had more success against zone coverages, which the Packers deploy a lot as opposed to man. So I actually think Darren Waller's going to be able to find some soft spots in the zone today. Um, I don't really want any other Raiders pass catcher right now. They're super banged up. And, and I just don't think the Raiders are a very good football team right now. I don't I don't trust that offense. Aaron Jones was bad last week. Jamal Williams was great. Super frustrating for this Aaron Jones owner, and the Raiders are actually pretty pretty great against uh, stopping the run this season. They've only been torched by Dalvin Cook. Uh, they've stifled every other opposing running back, and the, the Packers don't have any wide receivers this week. Literally everybody's hurt. Um, there are reports today, so Devontae Adams already been ruled out. Uh, everybody was super concerned. They kind of assumed Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison were not going to play. Now there's optimism that they are both game-time decisions. They're hoping both of them can suit up. Um, so let's hope that happens because I, I don't really – a lot of people, Lazard was the uh, was the big pickup this week. I'm not really trying to put Alan Lazard in my lineup. I know he caught a touchdown last week, but I don't trust that. Uh, I, and the Raiders have a bad secondary, so, I, I mean, it's a decent matchup for Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, going back to last season, only averaging like one touchdown pass per game. Like Aaron Rodgers has not been a starting fantasy quarterback this season, and I'm not starting him this week when he might have Alan Lazard as 
his top wide receiver or Jake Kumaro and Darius Shepard. Like I, I just don't want to mess with it at all. Uh, I, and I, Oakland is a bad defense against tight ends, I guess. But Jimmy Graham hasn't done anything outside of one game this season where he had two touchdown catches. Other than that, Jimmy Graham has been absolutely non-existent. Um, I think Jimmy Graham probably belongs on your waiver wire faster than he belongs in your starting lineup. The Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. I do like Jacoby Brissett against the Texans. Their secondary really isn't very good. They've allowed multiple passing touchdowns in three out of four games there. Starting cornerbacks are both hurt, but it sounds like Jonathan Joseph is going to play today. Uh, but Brissett's got 10 touchdown passes on the season. I've talked about this before. The Colts really, really like when they get inside the 10-yard line. Rather than try to pound the football into the end zone with Marlon Mack, a, a smaller back, still workhorse caliber running back, but a guy who's not huge, who's not really known for running people over, Rather than try to pound it in with him, they like to throw the ball. They, they like they like to give Jacoby Brissett opportunities to get the ball in the end zone with his arm, thus the 10 touchdown passes. Um, they're they're going to continue to do that because they've had success doing that so far this season. Uh, so I love T.Y. Hilton today. He historically torches the Texans. I love Marlon Mack coming off the bye. He's, he's 100% healthy now. Uh, he should be good to go. Texans' run defense has been good, but Mac torched them last year. He scored a touchdown against them all three meetings. They all three meetings against the Texans last season. I don't want anything to do with any of the other wide receivers. Um, you know, it, it's too it's too hit or miss. I think somebody's got an opportunity to score, but I don't have any faith to put uh, you know like a Zach Pascal into my lineup. Uh, if you still have Eric Ebron on your roster, you should drop him right now. Uh, neither of the Colts' tight ends have been producing. Uh, but I think that if I'm going to roster one of them, it's going to be Jack Doyle uh, because Ebron's just not even getting snaps now. Like Doyle is at least getting snacks, snaps because Doyle can actually block. Ebron's not a very good blocker. And Doyle's getting like 90% of the snaps uh, or 90% of the offensive snaps, not just like tight end snaps. But he's just out there constantly, whereas Ebron's not getting close to that. Uh, I'm confident DeAndre Hopkins is going to turn things around. I know fantasy owners are freaking out, but he's still a star. He's been great against the Colts uh, for the most part of his career. I really like DeAndre Hopkins today. I like Will Fuller as well. Uh, you could say they both had a letdown last week against the Chiefs, but uh, he, but Hopkins did or Fuller did score in his lone game against the Colts last season. He only played them in one of the games before he got hurt. Um, I think you can beat their secondary. Uh, Kenny Stills might be back. If he does, it ruins any chance you can play Kiki Cutie, who's made a couple of plays the last couple of weeks. I do really like Darren Fells as um, as the Texans' tight end to play. I know Aiken's been getting involved, but Fells is the guy that you want to own. He's He's been very good in three out of the last four. Um, and the Colts' defense has been bad against opposing tight ends all season long. I, I know they shut down Travis Kelsey, but outside of that, they're, get, they're getting torched by tight ends. Uh, so, you know, of course, Deshaun Watson's in your lineup. But I think Darren Fells is a guy that, in a bad tight end landscape, I think Darren Fells, you can go pick him up right now. He might still be available in your league, and you can start him today. And I think he's going to have a good chance of producing. Uh, I need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Ben Heisler, FantasySportsMarkets.com. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. At this time, each and every Sunday morning, we are joined by my good friend, Ben Heisler. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. 
Fantasy Advice with Benny Heiss is brought to you by Response Genius. Visit ResponseGenius.com and improve your organization's email, digital, and direct marketing results. Where I need to start with you this morning, Ben, and I think it's probably on the minds of Chiefs fans all over Kansas City today, especially if you went Chiefs heavy in your fantasy football drafts. What do we do with our Chiefs players moving forward with Patrick Mahomes likely to miss at least a month of action? I think you just sort of hang on and pray that the results come back and continue to be positive for Mahomes because there is going to be a negative correlation here. That you know, It was watching the game when Matt Moore took over. Yeah, they had a few explosive plays, but a lot of it was all yards after the catch, especially on that Tyreek Hill play. Um, and I still feel like there's going to be moments over the Matt Moore era over the next three weeks where Hill is going to be that guy where he can take sort of something and, and turn it into something fantastic. But everybody else's yards per depth, yards per target, are, are going to go way down. Like, the offense just kind of felt like a traditional NFL offense as opposed to what Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes were doing, uh, you know, over the last how, how many games or so, 17, 18 games of the two of them together. So I, I think you have to temper your expectations a little bit. Travis Kelsey's still going to be, you know, a top five, top six tight end, but, you know, the, the opportunities down the field are going to go down, and Tyreek Hill is just going to be less of them. Uh, and especially the rest of the wide receivers, and you know, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, uh, you know, those guys that can stretch the field, it's just not going to be the same. I think if there is any sort of positive here, Serta, it's that you finally saw the indication that LaShawn McCoy is ready to be the lead back for this team. Damian Williams continues to average less than two yards per carry. Uh, Daryl Williams continues to be seldomly used, and, and McCoy really finally started to get himself going. So I, I think they're going to be a little bit more run heavy. I think they're going to be a little bit more balanced. But as far as the star playmakers on this team, uh, look for those yards to go down and consequently the points will as well. I think that Andy is a very creative offensive mind, obviously. He's one of the most respected offensive coaches in the game. I think that he's going to have some stuff that we can kind of – Taylor to Matt Moore, he's going to try to utilize what Matt Moore can do. Depending on your league format and stuff like that, you know, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, you can just drop them, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm completely with you because part of their game is their opportunity to be able to go downfield and challenge them. And, you know, Matt Moore is a serviceable backup quarterback with a really smart guy calling the offensive plays for him and a lot of talent around him. Like, he might still take some deep shots, but that was part of what made. Hill and Hardman and Robinson together so dangerous, and even Byron Pringle down the middle of the field as well. So it's just, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think they're droppable at this point because I think they're going to be you know, a little bit more run heavy. They're going to control tempo a little bit more. They're going to try and give their defense a bit more of a breather because the MVP isn't on the field, and, and that makes up a substantial correlation. I would just like to gloat for a minute about Damian Williams. You know, I never wish injury upon anybody, but I was telling everybody for months before the season started, don't spend a second-round pick on Damian Williams. That's a cornerstone of your fantasy lineup. And now he's not even getting carries anymore because he's been insanely ineffective with them. Captain Hindsight. Yes, congratulations, <laughs> sir. You got it right on Damian Williams. And, um, you know, I, I think I took him, you know, maybe in, in the fourth round of a few drafts this year because I felt like if everything did work out well for him, uh, you know, then he would be an absolute steal at that spot. But you're right. Like 
Sometimes these things like these things happen. The sample size wasn't good leading into the start of the season. Um, you know, I, I really liked what his role was going to be in the passing game, and really up to last week, he was still getting involved in the passing game. But the injuries and McCoy getting a little bit healthier and stronger, and, and Williams just not getting any sort of burst at the line of scrimmage, uh, really has sort of led to this point. And I, I think at this point, he's getting close to droppable at this point. Yeah, it's li- likely going to be a rough month for the Chiefs' offense, especially in fantasy football. Uh, you know, hopefully. Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill stay effective in the offense with their role with Matt Moore as the quarterback. Uh, but looking at another team in the division, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, pretty much Melvin Gordon has ruined everybody else on the offense. Isn't that amazing? Like, all of a sudden, Melvin Gordon comes back and just is completely and totally ineffective. And what once seemed like a very dangerous team and offense in fantasy has done absolutely nothing. Melvin Gordon the last two weeks, has 20 carries for 49 yards. That is it. That is Melvin Gordon. That is the guy that held out for a lot more money. Um, you know, he's gotten involved still in the passing game, but, you know, that game against Denver, he had four receptions for seven yards. Now, he did have three for 30 uh, on four targets against Pittsburgh, but um, I, I think the most disappointing part is that you've seen the numbers for Austin Eckler, who going into the week that Melvin Gordon returned was the number three overall fantasy running back in PPR. You know, his numbers have gone down as well. They're still incorporating him into the passing game because they know the type of opportunity he has. Uh, I mean, the game against Denver, he had 16 targets in the passing game, finished with 15 catches for 86 yards, but really disappointing numbers against Pittsburgh. They need to step it up. And going to Tennessee where they've been, uh, you know, above average defense and really have put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, they could force Rivers into a couple turnovers. But I think the difference for me in this game is going to be Mike Williams. He has a tremendous size advantage over Tennessee's corners. And I think this could be a game where if the Chargers get on track, it's due to a couple jump balls in the end zone with Mike Williams. Hunter Henry has a chance to get involved as well. Uh, I expect the Chargers to win this game, but we'll see what happens after Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler try to figure themselves out. And I actually like Mike Williams a lot today, too. He's got more targets in that offense than anybody else over the last couple of weeks. As Keenan Allen's been absolutely brutal as well. Yeah, he's been um, dust. You know, when it comes to Austin Eckler, like I, I'm benching Austin Eckler uh, just because of what's going on with Melvin Gordon. I, I love Austin Eckler's talent. I've got him in a couple of leagues, but I, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, it's a pretty tough matchup today. And until they figure it out, I don't want any part of it because that offense has just been bad outside of Hunter Henry for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think they have the ability to get it going. The Chargers always seem to be just a terrible first half team, and then they really put it on in the second half and get themselves back into playoff contention. You know, a lot of people are down on them right now. I, I think they have a terrific opportunity. Uh, you know, Tennessee's good on the defensive side of the ball, but they're not you know, an elite-level defense by any means. I think, I think the Chargers have a really nice opportunity to get themselves turned around today. And I know we've got a bunch of plays that we want to get into on FantasySportsMarkets.com, but before we do that, uh, Todd Gurley is expected to play. Malcolm Brown probably out. So does that mean Daryl Henderson is going to be mixed in? Because Todd Gurley's not healthy. And the one time this season they tried to utilize Todd Gurley like a bell cow back, he got hurt. So I have to think that the Rams are going to try to utilize Daryl Henderson a little bit today. They should. I mean, did you see some of the runs that he had last yeah, week? he had a nice, was, you know, explosive 20-yard run. Yes, the the speed was absolutely electric, and it's what every scout was talking about with Daryl Henderson after he got drafted, that in this offense, if they use him effectively, you know, he's the guy that probably replaces Todd Gurley in this offense one day, and especially now that the injury status looks really, really bad 
long-term for Todd Gurley to remain healthy moving forward. I mean, that burst from Henderson is legit. It's real there. I mean, they drafted him with the comps being Alvin Kamara, sort of. So I don't know why you wouldn't get that guy more volume, more touches, more opportunities, especially Malcolm Brown did nothing last week. And, you know, I know he got off to a decent start of the season in week one, but that was against Carolina, uh, who's actually been pretty terrible against the run this year. Uh, So I'm all about seeing more Daryl Henderson, and hopefully Todd Gurley owners have picked him up and stashed him away on their fantasy team because at some point this guy is going to get opportunity and volume. He was going in the seventh and eighth rounds of fantasy drafts this year because people knew about the talent and how they thought Sean McVay would incorporate him into the passing game. And again, the matchup against Atlanta, oh my goodness, this is as good of an opportunity as Daryl Henderson or any of the Rams are going to have all season long. So if you have any Rams, if you've been skeptical about how they played, especially Jared Goff on the road, Fire them all up today because if they can't get it done against Atlanta, they're not going to get it done against anybody. Jared Goff coming off of an absolutely brutal game. I've got Jared Goff in a couple of my daily lineups today because I love the value of him going against the Falcons. He can't produce against them. I don't know who he's going to produce against, but there's a ton of favorable matchups today. So who are some of your sleepers on the uh, on the slate of games today? So everybody is talking about Leonard Fournette. He's going to be the, the chalk running back of the of the year at this point. And I think part of the reason is he's getting the second uh, highest usage rate behind only Christian McCaffrey this year. Uh, and he also has positive uh, regression coming when it comes to touchdowns. For as often as he's on the field and for as much as he's produced, he only has one touchdown this year. But I'm actually going in a different direction. I think while he's going to be the chalk play, a couple sleepers that I like uh, are guys that people played last week and got burned by. Gardner Minshew going up against Cincinnati with DJ Chark. Both the Cincinnati starting corners, I believe, are out. So I think they're going to throw all over the Bengals today. Uh, But on the other side, you know, we talked about Minshew and we talked about DJ Chark. I think Cincinnati keeps it close because this is an ideal matchup for Joe Mixon, and we've been waiting all season long for Mixon to get it going. I think this is the week that he finally does. Jacksonville, without Jalen Ramsey on the field, sees their explosive run rate go up by almost 8%. They've gotten gashed in the running game the last three weeks, and I think this is finally an opportunity for Joe Mixon to run free. Uh, and then as far as you know, a, a wide receiver that I'm really intrigued by today, uh, give me Anthony Miller for the Chicago Bears uh, going up on the road against New Orleans. P.J. Williams, who's the typical Saints slot corner. I'm sorry, the Bears are at home against New Orleans. Uh, but P.J. Williams, who's typically been their slot corner, um, he's, he's bad, and he got suspended for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. So whatever he was taking, Serta, wasn't helping him be good at football. <laughs> so <laughs> factor that in, a guy coming in that's worse than P.J. Williams. Anthony Miller finally got rid of the shoulder harness, um, so he's finally going to be able to break free. He talked about having an, a, a new a newfound role in this offense. Uh, and so I think with a really tough matchup for Allen Robinson being shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, I think this is a big week for Anthony Miller. And let's not forget he caught seven touchdowns last year from Mitch Trubisky. So there's clearly a connection there. It just hasn't gotten established just yet. I had such high hopes for Anthony Miller at the start of the season. It's been absolutely brutal. but uh, Yeah, he, he sucked. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he'll have a <laughs> yeah. nice game today. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heiss. Uh, we talk to him each and every week at 930 here on Fantasy Football Sunday. Thank you very much, Ben. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, Serta, you got it, man. Good luck this week. Over the top. I really like Tyler Lockett this week. I think he's got an opportunity to take one to the house against the Baltimore Ravens, who don't have this elite secondary that we think that they do. Now, they did just trade for Marcus Peters. He's going to be involved today. So I'll acknowledge that, and Mark Spears has been pretty good this season after a kind of down year last year. 
I'm acknowledging that that could affect this, but I think I still have faith in Tyler Lockett today. Uh, the Ravens prior to this trade are allowing the fifth most yards to opposing wide receivers, and a ton of that has been on the deep ball. I think that there's going to be an opportunity here today for Tyler Lockett to take one deep. I am very excited. I've got him in multiple lineups. I think he's going to the house today. Uh, we need a quick timeout. Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. Send me in your lineup questions. Uh, when we get back, our top off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Got about 10 minutes left in Fantasy Football Sunday. I'm your host, Steven Serta. Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. Uh, send in your lineup questions. I'll try to answer those before the end of the show. Uh, Jay Binkley coming up at 10. He's got you from 10 to noon today, taking you right into Sunday's NFL action. Um, Still got some matchups to get to, but before we do that, let's go ahead and get to our top off player of the week. Top off player of the week. I love DJ Chark today. I think he is primed and ready to bounce back and have that type of special game to be the number one wide receiver that we all think that he can be, that he has been so far this season. Going against the Cincinnati Bengals, their secondary has been absolutely brutalized by injury, and they're already bad to begin with, but they are falling apart now. They're missing two starting cornerbacks this week. They're missing two of their pass rushers. Like, their defense is just falling apart at the seams. I absolutely love DJ Chark today. He is one of my favorite plays on the day. I think he's going to bounce back after a, a, I guess you can call it a down game, but I don't really call it that because he's already performing well above expectation for anybody this season. So can't really be that disappointed. Soft Take the belt, go deep. Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. 92 yards. Darnold to Anderson. So this isn't a good week to play Robbie Anderson. So I'm not condoning playing him this week against the New England Patriots. When they played earlier against the season, Luke Falk was the starting quarterback. And he was shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Didn't do anything. But Robbie Anderson can take this thing to another level with Sam Darnold as his quarterback. They can do stuff like that 92-yard touchdown against the Cowboys last week. Um, so don't start him this week. But if you can get your hands on Robbie Anderson, their schedule coming up is absolutely insane. Like, absolutely incredible how fantasy-friendly it is moving forward. Next week, he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their defense has not been close to the same uh, as it has been in the past. And no Jalen Ramsey now. Like, their, their defense just isn't that good this season. The Miami Dolphins, one of the worst teams in the NFL, followed by the New York Giants, another one of the worst teams in the NFL, followed by Washington, another one of the worst teams in the NFL, then they get the Raiders, one of the worst secondaries in the league. Then they get the Bengals, maybe the worst secondary in the league. Then they get the Dolphins again. And then they get the Ravens, who I already told you are allowing the fifth most wide receiver yards per game on the season. Like, that that seven-game stretch is absolutely absurd. Like, Robbie Anderson has a chance to absolutely go off as long as Sam Darnold is healthy and is his starting quarterback. He's going to have an opportunity to do things like that 92-yard touchdown. So Robbie Anderson is may, is my prime, prime 
trade target right now. I've got him in multiple leagues. Robbie Anderson, if you get an opportunity to go get him, I would go do it because he's also not going to be, he's not going to come as expensive as some of these like top end guys. He's not going to be, uh, Robbie Anderson, while he's an explosive player, he's an exciting player. He's not looked at as like a wide receiver one. But with how favorable that schedule is, you need to get him on your team right now. Get to a couple more of these matchups the last few minutes. The Arizona Cardinals at the New York Giants. Daniel Jones should be set up for a nice one against the Cards. Uh, third worst defense in the NFL against opposing quarterbacks. Patrick Peterson is supposed to be back, though. Um, but he's not going to see Golden Tate. Golden Tate's in the slot. So I actually like Golden Tate a lot. Um, I think he's still got a good matchup despite Patrick Peterson being on the field. He doesn't shadow wide receivers anymore, and he doesn't move to the slot. Golden Tate should be perfectly fine. Uh, but I don't really want anything to do with any of the other Giants wide receivers. Uh, I, I don't trust them. Sterling Shepard, even if he plays, he is just injured all the time. Uh, Evan Ingram is back, and he should be an absolute monster. As we talk about this every week, you start tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. Worst team in uh, you know, on pace to be one of the worst teams in NFL history against opposing tight ends. And Saquon Barkley's back. Uh, so lock him into your lineup. Kyler Murray also set up for a nice game. Giants have allowed over 300 yards in four of six games this season. Second most on the year. I like Fitz a lot. Even though uh, he's he's been down, I still think he's going to have an opportunity to produce today against a bad secondary. He should be fine. Uh, don't really trust anybody else. Giants are horrible against running backs, so I like David Johnson. Um, and Chase Edmonds might be a sneaky play who did get worked in a little bit more last week because David Johnson's super banked up. Uh, Christian Kirk likely out in this one. That's why I don't really want to mess with any other Cardinals wide receiver. The Niners at Washington. I'm starting Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida in the same lineup today. Second time I've done that this year. The uh, R's have allowed six rushing touchdowns over the last five games. They are bottom 10 against opposing rushers. Niners running attack is amazing, and Coleman gets all the carries inside the five, so I love Tevin Coleman today. Jimmy G is intriguing, but he's just not throwing enough for me to trust that. Um, he, he's just not getting enough volume, to be completely honest. Um, obviously, George Kittle is in your lineup. Uh, I don't trust any other Niners wide receiver, though. Uh, I love Scary Terry. He's been incredible, but you can't start anyone for the R's this week. Niners have been amazing on defense all year, and they've done it against much better teams than this Washington team. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown all season. Niners are allowing the fewest passing yards per game. Their DVOA would be like one of the highest DVOAs ever set if the Patriots didn't exist this year. Like the Niners are just a very, very good football team. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. Melvin Gordon ruining opportunities for everyone on the Chargers offense. Russell Okung, it, well, there was optimism he's going to be back this week. He's not going to be back this week, but they are hoping he'll be back next week so he doesn't impact this game. Uh, Hunter Henry was amazing last week. As long as he stays healthy, he stays in your lineup. Titans have surrendered the second most tight end touchdowns on the season. Uh, Keenan Allen might be on the bench this week. Uh, uh, he's just been brutal. He's just been absolutely brutal. And this is a super tough matchup. Uh, he's also got a brutal schedule coming up. Next three games are absolutely brutal for the Chargers. Like Keenan Allen, it's just not getting better for Keenan Allen this season. And he started out as the number one wide receiver in fantasy over the first couple of weeks, and it's just been awful since then. Um, and he's been getting out-targeted by Mike Williams. Uh, Mike Williams has a tough matchup as well, but he's been the only viable Chargers wide receiver. So, I, so I, I'm so i benching Phillip Rivers this week because I hate the matchup for him, uh, but I guess I'm taking a chance on Mike Williams if I have to play 
one of these Chargers wide receivers. Derrick Henry, been great at home. Chargers are bottom five against the run. Deion Lewis on the bench. He's he's just done absolutely nothing. Derrick Henry's the only running back you want on that team right now. Um, Deion Lewis should be dropped in all leagues. Del- Delaney Walker needs to be benched. And I, he might not play. He's not healthy right now. And honestly, Delaney Walker's a drop candidate the way he's been performing. Uh, I don't want to play Tannehill, of course, but I also don't want to play any of their wide receivers, Corey Davis or A.J. Brown. Although I am intrigued by A.J. Brown, hoping that um, you know maybe Ryan Tannehill gets A.J. Brown involved a little bit more. So we'll have to keep a close eye on that. Uh, the Saints at the Bears, Alvin Kamara out in this one. I do like Latavius Murray. Uh, he's going to get a lot of work. Uh, the Bears' defense hasn't been quite as shut down against opposing rushers. They did put Akeem Hicks on IR. He's you know he clogs that middle for their defense. That's a big loss for them. Uh, so I do like. I do think that Murray's got a good chance of getting in the end zone today. I still like Michael Thomas in your lineup. He's just going to get all the volume from Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but other than that, I don't want to start another Saints. This, this is going to be an ugly game. It's just not going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is supposed to be back, but the Saints defense since Breeze went down has been one of the five best units in the league. Uh, I don't like any Bears offensive weapon this week. Uh, I'm benching Allen Robinson. I'm benching Tariq Cohen. I'm benching David Montgomery. Don't want anything to do with it. The Ravens at the Seahawks. I love Lamar Jackson this week. Uh, if you aren't starting him anyway, Seahawks have allowed some monster games to opposing quarterbacks. Mark Andrews has slowed down, but I like him a lot. Uh, the Seahawks are bottom 10 in all tight end categories. Hollywood probably not going to play, so I don't want anybody else outside of Mark Ingram in this offense. Chris Carson had 124 yards last week. That's three straight 100-yard performances. You know I love Tyler Lockett. You know I love DK Metcalf. Uh, you got to get them in your lineup. And don't mess around and play Luke Wilson. Like, don't don't even pick up Luke Wilson. He's just not a very good player. They need tight ends. The Seahawks are trying to trade for a tight end after the Will Disley entry. So thank you guys very much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta. I'll try to answer your lineup questions before we get into some action today. Coming up next, Jay Binkley. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 